The Koigig part. For me, it's difficult because if Chelsea aren't playing well or they need something to get someone to get them out of it, I don't think they have it. So I think they're in a difficult place. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. We've all been desperately trying to work out why the league is important or which of the storylines that are emerging in the Allianz Hurling League have been important. Sarah Donovan is with us this morning to try and sift through to find the nuggets of gold. Sarah, good morning to you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think there were some nuggets of gold, Jer, actually. I, I enjoyed Parky Keeve yesterday. Um, despite the fact that Cork were losing for the majority until the 63rd minute uh, when Cormac Bosang got the goal. Wexford were going to always react after that pummeling that they took from Clare. So I suppose there was a bit of naivety on Cork's part. They started really slowly. Uh, they were overpassing the ball. I remember a few weeks ago I was talking to you about Kilkenny and how, I suppose, um, unlike Kilkenny they were against Tipperary. You know, in indecisive, uh, poor decision-making. Cork were like that yesterday in the first half. And Before we get on to Wexford, because I, I know there's definitely bits there that we need to talk about, what do you think was the reason for that? I, again, a shuffle of the deck, new players in. Uh, Podrick Power was in full forward, really liked the look of him. Um, Cormac Bosan came on and got the goal at the end to win it. Uh, last week, Pat Ryan sent his players back to the clubs. Um, and I know that Paul Murphy and Jabe Skettle were wondering last week on the hurling pod whether w- was it to do with a kind of a backlog and were Cork trying to be helped out. But I think Pat Ryan was looking to give his players a bit of confidence having done a training block. And it worked out because Cormac Boskang scored one twelve last week for Middleton in their win over Bishopstown. And he comes on yesterday fresh and he's barely on the pitch and he gets the goal. And I think that's the difference in Cork this year that Pat is able to tweak the players and, and give them confidence um, week on, week on. Wasn't easy against a, a, that Wexford defensive setup either, Sarah. Like you look at Jeremy O'Keefe and Cal Dunbar being used as sweepers. <laughs> yeah, it is, is it good very, to watch? Very, yeah, it was very, very congested. Um, Matthew O'Hanlon was back there as well. I think if Matthew O'Hanlon hadn't gone off injured, I don't know if Cork would have got the goal because there was so much little space inside there. But um, having shipped what six twenty-five against Clare, you know, Wexford were always going to do something a little different, mm. and and it worked for them for the majority. Yeah, I think from their perspective, okay, they lose the game and it's a late goal that catches them. Uh, they're going to feel a little bit happier about this defeat than they did about the Clare one. So the uh, reports of their demise have been greatly exaggerated. Oh, well, I'd look. Chin returns yesterday and Lee Chin gave an exhibition yesterday. He ghosted around that field. Some of the, some of the free-taking was sublime um, and some of his points from play, but real pressure situations. The issue was that Cork actually couldn't get a handle on him. So the, Cork obviously were trying to hold their structure. Kieran Joyce was trying to sit at six and it was just, the, I'd say the energy that he took trying to get people to pick Chin up because Chin kept dropping off and coming back in. A bit like Tony Kelly. And it showed on the scoreboard, Chin, you know, he, he ran the show for Wexford. So, uh, are Wexford feeling, uh, notwithstanding the fact that the psychological blow at the end of the game, are they feeling pretty good about life in the aftermath of this, that they got their players back, they had a defined pattern of play, and so, from, you know, we're sifting for gold here, uh, come the Leinster round robin, because I think we were all assuming that they were going to be fodder if the Clare form was a form line. That's not the case, and... Uh, nobody's going to look forward to facing them. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I think Dublin Kilkenny, which we'll get on to later, 
uh, I, I think that Wexford have the measure of Kilkenny and I think they'd fancy themselves against Dublin playing the way they played against Cork yesterday. So they've certainly shifted the mindset in terms of what they can do in the Leinster Championship this year. The All-Ireland Championship is a different scenario, but certainly I think from, from a Leinster Championship point of view, they'll be much happier after this game than they were, say, two weeks ago. But four injuries again yesterday. Conor McDonald had to go off as well. They're having no luck with injuries. None whatsoever. Well, we'll wait and see what the bulletin is like in terms of the prognosis for it. Um, I know Davy Fitzgerald in the aftermath of the Waterford game was talking about the series of injuries that they have and how the hamstrings are likely to keep players out of at least the opening rounds and potential rounds of Munster. So their defeat to Tipperary wasn't just uh, on the scoreboard, it was psychological as well. Yeah, I look... Tip. I, I think Nash spoke last week about getting goals and, and they did. Um, Jake Morris, a great hat-trick. But you know what? He's coming off the end of some great running from the likes of Dan McCormack, a uh, real clever play from the likes of Bonner Marr. The Tip's intelligence off the ball and their willingness to break the line and they're off the ball, off the shoulder running sets them apart and Watford didn't have an answer for that on Saturday night. You mentioned Kilkenny, Sarah. Like, was it a dis- It appeared to be a, a disappointing Dublin performance. They kind of maybe didn't do themselves justice in that game. Yeah, they they had some bright shoots. Obviously, Donald Burke scored eleven points, and some of his scores were outstanding. Uh, Keen Boland had some great late scores. Paul Crummy got a great goal, but structurally it looked like men against boys. And I think we spoke about a couple of weeks ago about Dublin needing to put on that bulk. Mm. And the Kilkenny players that have come back in, like lads, Owen Cody two years ago did not look like the man that he is now. Like he's put on that bulk and and he was in corner forward yesterday. And his positioning, he made those two goals that he got yesterday look really easy. But his positioning is top class and he he ends up with 2-2. You know, a real statement of intent for the new Kilkenny captain. Uh, I was sticking with Kilkenny then for a while um, we, we were wondering how long it was going to take and I, I think that you know we'll decide after the round robin what kind of a job Derek Ling is doing but in terms of that sense of evolution you're beginning to see some stuff and I guess in fairness to him he hasn't had the full deck to deal with for much of the campaign and still doesn't have the full full deck yeah, I like Richie Reid coming back in made made a massive difference, and I was wondering whether Patrick Walsh would would survive if if Reid comes back in. But Walsh yesterday was class, so I, I think there's definitely a place for both of them in the team. Whereas last year Cody didn't have a place for Walsh, so certainly uh, very interested to see how Ling is using Walsh this year. Um, outside of that, Drennan, um, Billy Ryan, John Donnelly, like John Donnelly was probably playing the role that TJ Reid will inevitably play. So. Ling certainly can be very happy with yesterday's performance and much crisper uh, delivery of the pass, much quicker delivery of the pass. They just look very workmanlike yesterday and, and their general play was was very clean. Uh, the, the speed at which the games are being played at the moment and the pitches they're being played on and just the general weather, like the weather at the end of April, not great either. The weather in May can be good, can be bad. Like the traditional summer hurling championship fair, Munster hurling that we would have traditionally associated with the All-Ireland Championship. You have to get through a slog of pitches and still be good when the weather picks up. It's kind of a weird season now. It is. And yesterday there was a real struggle on both sides, Cork and Wexford. The conditions were very, very tough. And a couple of complaints about the slitter as well. Um, I actually met Anthony Nash coming out of the pitch yesterday and he said the slitter... Now you can ask him on Friday, but like I, I felt the players 
weren't striking the, the, the slitter as well as they ordinarily would. So I think they'd have a couple of complaints about that now, having, having seen yesterday's performances in that wet um, in that wet field. And it's the teams that are able to best deal with it. And the teams that are a bit more physical, like Tip Saturday night against Waterford, are probably the teams that will do well in those kind of heavier underfoot conditions. So if you have the bulk and you have the, the physicality to get through April, you'll do well in May. In Limerick, they were killing the fatted calf. The prodigal sons are back. <laughs> uh, it was against Westmead. The definition of off-Broadway, and that's not being mean to Westmead, but in the second half, Westmead actually um, put in a great performance and they drew the second half. But obviously the game was, was uh, well out of reach in the first half. But Aaron Glan is back. Uh, a couple of other players coming back from injury and everything seems to be now pointing towards them having a full deck to deal with yeah. come summer. Yeah, well, Dermot Burns was back in yesterday, scored two points from wing back, very comfortable, was taken off, but that wasn't because he was playing badly or anything. Um, Glan got his score late on. Shane, you'll be delighted. It, it was a volley. It wasn't a half volley. No, definite it was a volley. volley. Yeah, yeah. It was a definite volley. Fact. But a bit of showboating out of him. I liked it. You know, he just, he, he said, I'm back. And uh, I think Limerick need that. Um, I, I missed him. Uh, for the last few games but as I said to you earlier Seamus Flanagan definitely missed him his his scoring averages were way down so it'll be interesting to see now he how he plugs back in and whether he'll be used fully in the last game Yeah I mean like at training in Limerick it's going to be fairly savage given that the, they have got a bunch of young players who are on the fringes of the team as opposed to in previous years they might have been on the fringes of the panel Yeah like if you look at the likes of Shane O'Brien Don Lodalic uh, Adam English and now you've, you know, they're going to head to head with the likes of Galan, Keen Lynch, Seamus Flanagan. <laughs> I would love to be on that sideline watching that training session because there will be skin and hair flying. No, no doubt, because those boys aren't going to let the young lads come in and, you know, steal their thunder. It, it's killer, killer. For me, that was the big story of the weekend, to be honest. Like, notwithstanding the fact that uh, Wexford are actually, again, and it'll be interesting to see in Will's power rankings what the changes are, but uh, that Limerick. Uh, you know, we need to get worried about this. Yeah, but I, I, look, I, I said the only thing that will stop Limerick is themselves and, and that, that discipline. And if you look at Waterford on Saturday night, Jamie Barron gets sent off. They've had a red card, I think, in, in every game, bar one where there was two yellows, but they've essentially lost a player and played without a player in every game. And they were very efficient against Tipperary in the first, say, 40, 50 minutes. But if they keep, you know, if their discipline... Um, pulls players out of the game and, and makes them weaker. I think Limerick could have the same issue. Like that's that's the only thing that's going to catch them is their discipline. And the sending off of Kyle Hayes impacted them against Westmead nothing. But mm. it could have a big impact down the line in a Munster Championship game if they lose a player. And I, I think that's the only way that Limerick can be caught. Yeah. All right. Sarah, we'll leave it there for now. Good stuff. Thanks a million. Thanks, guys. That's Bye. Sarah Dunham giving us a reflection on the weekend's hurling. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.